Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. Take time to unwind with G and Key. Join us as we discuss life, love, and all of the above. Grab your wine and unwind with your new favorite duo, where happiness is an inside job and loving yourself first is the key. The Weekly Wind Down. Let's get geeked this week. You can find the Weekly Wind Down every Sunday, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very V-A-R-Y Necessary Podcast. This is Sue. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Vaughn. This is Jen. And Yolanda. Oh, you Yolanda today? Um, also known as Yoshi. Whatever. The unapologetic one. We was crunk up in here just a minute before <laughs> Mother Hen over here turned us and out. And Mother Hen is we not me. We have a very serious subject today. I'm trying to tone it down. But sometimes you need a little sunshine before you bring it. Joy. Come on. Come on. And pain. You know keep it going. Keep it going. And sunshine. Huh. And, and rain. Talk about the wrong base. You know what? <laughs> y'all just ignorant as y'all were. Well, hold up. I got to say, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google podcast spotify and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast for free gonna need you to subscribe share hit those five star reviews and you bet not do what yoshi leave nothing less than five because we five star chicks five star chick. mm. and five also star chick. make sure you like us on facebook on unapologetic talk very necessary and also on our ig the very necessary podcast didn't give them our email address oh email address is the very v-a-r-y necessary podcast at gmail.com all right let's do some check-ins Vaughn, how's your week been going actually i had a really good week so far um she got I, a stimulus on her account oh boy <laughs> you got a stimulus check <laughs> well, you know it's off she the was, record stimulus yeah, she was yes. stimulated oh it was one of them kind <laughs> Whole money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get whole money. Okay. Nothing wrong. I work hard for this. Ain't nothing wrong with a little money on the books. It's nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm very appreciative. But you know, my week was good. You know, I just came back from vacation in the mountains. Um, it was really nice. Very fair. Family oriented. We Fam- kept family. Yes, my family. <laughs> I love my family. <laughs> we up, had a Jennifer. good time. I'm gonna tell you that right now. We had a good time. The weather was really <laughs> off, but other than that, it was good. I did a lot of shopping. Mm. A lot of shopping. A lot of shopping. Thanks uh. to my my boo. Mm. Oh, shouting yeah. out to she, the boo because yeah, she gotta, was. Gotta, I gotta give him a shout out because he did that. Stimulated. Stimulated. Sounds like you might be liking shopping money. You know, this is some history, but yeah. you know, we'll get into that a little oh, later, uh-huh. another on, on another show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's up, Susie? Nothing. I had a pretty good week. Oh. That's all. We no news. Nothing to report. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Just happy to be here. I want to know what those um, membership benefits. What's that about? Hey. Mm. Can I? Mm. How can I be a member to get some benefits? What kind of benefit? Well, I'm <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. That's some, about. Oh, that's some secret squirrel shit they talking about <laughs> over there. 
Well, I guess she don't want to well, see you know when she get to to, to uh talking real slow dragging oh, like we know we in the wiki wiki and oh, she's what? in the many <laughs> are called fewer chosen. Oh, I guess we oh, ain't called or chosen. Shit, <laughs> but let me let me shut the hell up. I know and, uh, many are called fewer chosen, but you know. That's you know just, I'll help that's, you that's secret along the way, That's boy. secret square. Okay. I'm if you're ready, let me know. You know what? You're my sister, that. so. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love for you to be my sister times two. Yep. Okay. I guess it'll just be yes. you, wiki wiki, huh? Hey. Well. <laughs> not, not even. <laughs> uh, not the round. Uh, yeah. uh, Look, I was born by myself. I'm going to leave this MF by myself. By Show it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Tea. I had a great week, y'all. That's good. That's good. Yep. Anyways. What about you, Jen? Oh. Hey, hey, Sam. Um, some mouth for cook. Can you come on here? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I ain't in the mood. But today. Hold on. Do she look extra short sitting down? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm looking she like she got her booster. She need a booster. <laughs> she they starting with me. I'm sorry, but everybody's kind of lean down Kim, to, to talk into the mic. No, I always shut out. Kim, well, she's oh, at the mic. We got to tell Paula. Yes. Paula. Shout out to Paula. What's Paula Shout out to name? my oh, oh, don't make me girl, lie. my friend. Paula Tolliver Sidnor. Yeah, that's right. Um, hey, Paula. Yes, she is an avid listener. She enjoys you. listening to us and she provides great feedback. So thank you so much, Paula. Yes, we appreciate the love. And all the love that you've And everyone given. else who listens. Yes, yeah. I want to give a, a huge shout out to my family. Mm-hmm. They bombarded me over the weekend about my the podcast and they yes. gave great reviews good feedback i have one cousin she wants to get on here and tell her story because see she used to be a first lady mm-hmm. and um it's some stuff that went down so she a second lady now oh no mm. honey she she ain't no way in the lady. in the church right now mm. mm-hmm. she um she she really have a story that she want to give the very necessary oh. listeners. Oh, so, well, um, she need to do a lot shout out to Cleaver for yeah. listening and spreading the word to you. Yes, yes. My so, cuzzo. We're we oh. going to put you on, cuz, and thank you, fam, for checking us out. We really yeah, appreciate right. it. Thank yeah, you we to thank all you. the listeners, all oh, our friends and family that's been tuning in. Love, light, mm-hmm. and flight. My aunt, you know what? You're so <laughs> simple. Yes. My, look, my auntie said. My auntie said, "I tried to listen, but you was doing all that cussing on there. But I knew you was gonna go on there acting fool." (laughs) Oh yeah. I said, "Well, auntie, uh, you know I'm unapologetic, right? I mean, it wouldn't be you, right? It wouldn't. Yeah, if you wouldn't be like that. I done already told these people I'm not gonna conform to your norms. I'm gonna be me." Right. Oh, that's the only way I know how to be. I don't well, water that's what myself your adopted down. Parents always say they say, "Look, we've been dealing with y'all for years, right. so we know." So and they, know everybody knows. If you it's know authentic. us, you know us. Guess yeah. what? Me and Sue looked at the other night while we was on the phone, two o'clock in the damn morning. <laughs> what y'all was looking at? <laughs> Look at that hair. Oh, we was watching. You just a jigaboo. Want to be better than you? See, that's when I would have came bust in the room. Get y'all goddamn ass in the bed and shot that TV <laughs> off. Oh, no, school that was on school days. Sweat, days. Sweat, okay. sweat. What is it? It was a musical. I just couldn't. Uh, it was a musical. 
Yeah. It was not a musical. It was a it movie a with musical. a bunch. It of, is a musical. It's considered it's a musical. Why mm-hmm. is it considered a musical? Because it, it got they, a bunch of yeah. dancing mm-hmm. and singing. Yes. In it. And there's a story a that was around there. Uh, the the course. entertainment of that. Damn. So that's considered a musical. But I was just shit. Shit, what's mm-hmm. going on with you? Did she, did, she finish, did she finish talking about her week? I hope so because we, we're not getting into what you say, as the world turns. I don't have anything oh, for yeah. the world's turn. No, all the sands of the hourglass <laughs> have spilt out on the ground. No, they have He's still in the glass. I just don't feel like talking about the it. The glass hasn't turned over. What? So we haven't There's wow. a flipped the glass. You don't so. want to talk about Romeo? Did mm. they? You know, there are other options in the world. Mm. Sometimes. Mm. Sound like shaky ground to me. You know that song by um, Erica Badu and Tiana Taylor, Low Key? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that song. You got to listen to Erica's part. Those are horror songs. Oh, you you like that. It's a great song. Yes, Yes. it is. Okay, so... um, But the hours of the sand glass are still there. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I had a good week. Um, I worked. Um... Did a lot of work. Um, yeah, so much work that you had problems responding to text messages. Yeah, I worked oh, hard this Lord. week. I yeah. had my mind focused. <laughs> me and Waticia said, because usually me and her touch and agree throughout the day. And uh, we couldn't even do that this mm-hmm. week. We at least spent 15, 20 rough. minutes. It was rough this week, you know. I'm tired of them. Something. But I got a new pair of shoes that came in the mail yeah, today. Yeah, but, 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 but even though... She couldn't respond to text messages. She had time to order some shoes <laughs> offline. See, this is computer. what I'm talking about: priorities. I was on my computer. Priorities. Coach, Henderson. people make time for the things that they want to do and what they don't want to do. So somebody tell you they couldn't text you back, but they could pee and wash their tail parts. And order shoes offline and feed their little fat faces. Days a lie. Oh. Days a big black lie. And don't accept oh. that. Mm. And, and I like said, somebody's a little upset. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I am. Look at here, sugar. Cause I'm tired of putting sugar. Up you. Sugar. Okay. <laughs> well, Yolanda. Well, how was your week? Angry. Sweetie? It was angry. What's going on? Roof. No. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, my week was semi-uneventful. I am going through renovations at a new uh, house that I have uh, acquired, and it is a—it's uh, driving me crazy. Did you put I, your floors down? I have not put my floors down yet, but I have. Um, you know, we did demo last week, and um, and, you know, I went and picked up cabinets and stuff, and you know, I'm a bargainista, so I believe in, you know, amen, getting amen. things on, you know. On sale. Us on a sale, sale, clearance, finding deals. And I've saved a lot of money and I do a lot of work myself. Child, y'all need to see them floors I put down. Oh, you did it yourself? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Me and Jamas. Okay. And um, they look good. But um You and who? Don't do that. You and who? Jamas. Who? So, anyway. Um so messy. We Ooh, you're so are, messy. No, I'm petty. <laughs> yeah, that that you are. Um <laughs> So, it's just aggravating. But anyway, outside of the renovations, um, I'm still, you know, getting money. So you sucker free. Staying sucker free and living fly. Because that's what Yoshi do. All right. So, let's get into 
our very serious subject matter of the day. So we all know that April is what, ladies and gentlemen? This is sexual trauma month. Right. And I view sexual trauma as assault, uh, violence, uh, you know, everything under the sun, you know, involving any type of sexual violence against men and women. But I speak mostly on, you know, women because, of course, I am a woman. And basically, a lot of the traumas and violence are based off of 90% of them are reported women. are women. So not to say that men aren't or that they are less than, but it just happens um, to be that women are more so victimized. Girls and women are more so victimized. So um, Vaughn. So sexual assault or sexual violence is any unwanted force or threatening sexual act of behavior. Assault can take many forms such as physical, verbal, visual, and etc. And is rooted in power and control. And um, <clears throat> I had to understand the visual part because Yosh had bring me back to it. She said the visual is when someone forces you to watch pornography or watch um oh you meant somebody live yeah yeah, sex. yeah you know what I'm saying like that's like the perversion of it like why would you force somebody to watch that if that's not what they want to do with you so like I know a lot of people wouldn't think that would be sexual assault but it is and you know what i didn't even look at it like that until you broke it down to me mm -hmm. and it makes sense because that can cause a trauma and especially when someone has um young innocent mind and they are forced to watch someone else or be forced just to, to visual visualize a sexual act Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was that that deep that it can cause trauma. Yeah, like um, and maybe I was just oblivious, oblivious, oblivious. Yes, to it. I mean, um, it, I think it's so many things that we are oblivious to because I think a lot of times we normalize um things that we don't feel like could be sexually traumatic or abusive. Um, that's just like, um, touching or fondling. Like, let's say when you were little, mm -hmm. like Jen, when you were little, have you ever had like a cousin or a friend at school, like come by and just like flip you on the boob or flip you on the butt or grab you up in between your legs mm -hmm. or something crazy like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like to me, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as like reporting something like that like you know rather than say get your hands off me right or something like that but technically that's kind of how it starts i have a question when it comes to the guys being sexual assaulted do you think most and i have not done any stats on this to know but I just it's just a question do you think most of the sexual trauma in men is when they were younger or when they became older adults or in their younger lives? Definitely boys. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when they were younger. When they were boys. You're right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely boys. So, um, 
Yeah, because it, I think it would be easier. Think about all those little boys who were molested by priests. No priests. And, and, and the little boys who were molested by their coaches. Like, say they play baseball or basketball or whatever. Like, you you hear it coming out now as the boys are older. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so many. It's so many cases that will never, ever, ever, you know, be heard. Yes. Because people, I mean, that's not something that you want to bring to the forefront. Because everybody thinks uh, sexual trauma is equates to a, a girl or a woman. Right. No mm-hmm. one ever thinks about a man or a boy. Right. And then you think about it, too. Men kind of question their sexuality once they're assaulted, of course, by a man. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, okay, so am I gay? Like, or... And maybe at that point, it makes them feel like they need to be with a man. Or then think about the men who are sexually assaulted, like Antoine Fisher, that are sexually assaulted by women. And now they are like, they have this confused view of sex. Once they do finally, you know, have sex with a woman and they just kind of remember how turned off they were Mm -hmm. with being with the older woman, you know, that was assaulting them, you know. Right. I mean, we just kind of never know what that would do to a little boy. And 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 guys, no, you are not gay if you have been assaulted by a male. That does not mean that you are gay. That means something terrible happened to you that was out of your control. Right. So don't ever think that don't ever question your sexuality for because of a situation or circumstance that happened. You know, and women don't ever do the same thing either, thinking because women assault women all the time. That is right. true. Huh? Um, so it's not it's not always a male assaulting a female, a, a little girl. Sometimes it can be a woman assaulting a younger woman. Um, think about the movie. Was that Precious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her mother was, you know, right, making her have oral sex with her. Your mo- her mother. So. It's not always a male that is causing the assault on a female and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. It just says something about the person that does the acts, like what mind frame or what would push a person to force themselves on on children, especially children um, that have no knowledge of what sex does mm-hmm. or what sex is, I'm sorry, <clears throat> intercourse or any of those things. And then it's the selfishness is that you don't know the impact that you have on the person that you are assaulting. And something sometimes it's lifelong um impacts or it it leaves a a scar. It leaves a scar. So you have a lot of people who feel like rape victims. They feel shame. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, so some of the aftermath of yeah, what is it? Some of the aftermath of um. So you have uh, violence or assault that would be the PTSD. PTSD. Possible drug drug and alcohol abuse, Mm -hmm. the flashbacks and triggers, 
anxiety and panic panic attacks. The um, guilt, the shame. Mm-hmm. Desensitized, numb, desensitized or numb. Mm-hmm. Um, insomnia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Promiscuity or frigidness. Isolation, anger, and depression. Yeah. And, you know, so many more that we probably haven't even covered, but those are the ones that we could kind of come up with. Even like the selective memory. Like a lot of uh, people don't come out as children because that's a hard situation to kind of disclose, like right up front. So, you know, we have those judgmental people who will say, well, why did you wait so long to say something to somebody? Uh, that was something I suppressed mm-hmm. over a period of time. And, you know, now it may be coming back in bits and pieces for me to finally be able to kind of, you know, recollect. And then, you know, now it's just kind of like, all right, so I got to talk to somebody because now I'm, I'm getting the visuals and mm-hmm. I really need to say something because they're coming back, you know, even more frequently now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a question. Some people suppress because they already know what's going to be said. They already know that they're going to be judged. They hold it. If at 12 years old, you would have said it then, do you think that at the age of 32, it would have been the same type of acceptance? No. Well, that's- because at 12, they're going to think that you're you're lying. They're going to think that, oh, this cannot happen. Even when they know who that person is. They're still going to make excuses for that assault, the person that committed the assault. And and then, Lon, some that is true, but sometimes that's the chance you have to take. But I, my experience, the parent, if you go to the parent or the person that's the adult and say, um, Uncle Larry, and I'm sorry for all Larry's, I'm just using this one, Uncle Larry has um, assaulted me or he has touched me. Nine times out of 10, sometimes that adult has that same type of experience and they want to sweep it up under the rug because somebody else has said it to them like, oh, well, no, we're not going to, we're not going to say that. So at 32, you have more strength, you have more power. And so you'll say, oh, but you all will listen to me today. This is what I want that the generations going forward, stop sweeping stuff under the rug. I think that's, that's broken now. I really feel like That's in the past, um, yeah. the generational thing back mm-hmm. when we were younger and p- prior, um, these are things that are swept under the rug. Um, mm-hmm. at the raising was different. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are different kids. Yeah, these, these are just yeah. a different time. They're more outspoken. So now, they are more. So we more. are the breakers. Our yeah. age group, we're the breakers. We broke we're, the yeah, cycle. We broke, we broke the, the cycle. So now it's. How you raise your children and we mm-hmm. raise our children differently. I know with my girls, I raise them differently. So I'm a little bit more open mm-hmm. to things than my mother was. So I make it comfortable for my babies to come and talk to me. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. So like, whereas things may have happened to me in the past, right? I wouldn't discuss that with my mom. We are talking about, I don't know about y'all, but my mom's, my mom is like 78. So we're talking like if my menstrual came on, she old school, open them up. Let me see your pad. Let me make sure it's all done. Whereas now I believe in privacy for my daughter. It's privacy. You know what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Just let me know. And if it's not, I hope you feel comfortable enough to come and talk to me. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And the thing about it is being comfortable. Right. Uh, Having that relationship with your child to make them feel comfortable talking to them. Because if not, that is going to go silent. Right. So we we broke the 
we have, well, not all of the generational curses we've broken, but I would say we're shattering, we're glasses. shattering glasses and yeah. we are coming to the, um, where our kids can be open, you know, and, and I would say to my kids, if, if somebody ever touch you in the wrong way and they tell me they're going to kill you or hurt you or hurt me, let them come hurt me. Mm-hmm. Just come on and just tell me and we'll. In my but, but even though we've shattered glasses and, and we've um basically kind of let our daughters be more aware of, you know, if somebody if someone touches you or says something inappropriate to you that you can say something that hasn't stopped the Chesters and the Lesters right. of the world or the R. Kelly's of the world right. from having the hungry eyes. For the little girls or the young women that they shouldn't be uh, preying upon. You know what I'm saying? Because what kind of man? I mean, and I don't really even think that's a man. I mean, you just got to gotta call that what it is. What kind of predator mm-hmm. walks around on a hunt? Hello. For a child. For a child or someone he can dominate in order, it doesn't have to be a child. It can be a grown right. woman that has a childlike mindset, right? And or he or sees someone that. he can overpower and control, right? Mm-hmm. In order to dominate and hurt, or I don't know, um, make feel some kind of way. Because I feel like I don't feel like you're trying to give her pleasure. I feel like you're trying to pleasure yourself, but I don't feel like you're trying to give her any pl- pleasure. So what are you trying to do to her? You know mm. what I'm saying? You're trying to victimize her. Right. So I don't even consider that a man anymore. You are a hunt. You're a hunter or a predator looking for a prey. Mm-hmm. So is that even sex anymore? No, it's not sex. Right. That's not sex. That may be the turn on for the assaulter. You ever thought about that? It is. Let me tell you, there there are different there um It's grown women out here who like that shit. You don't do that. That's to no not child. his preference. Some some predators like there have that it's a control. I like to have control of it. What grown woman you know gonna let me let him or whatever do what they want to do. So I'm going to get a child it's like that I can play. dominate. This is what sexual predators, this is what they're after. They enjoy raping their victims, mm-hmm. force sexual um, intercourse, date rape, attempted rape, marital rape. There is a such thing as mm-hmm. marital rape. It is. Groping, harassment, incest, Lord Jesus, um, sexual exploitation, sexual violence. These they they pray they want. This is the things that they are it's looking like a, the thrill. I guess. Yeah, this is the thrill. This is what they they thrill after. Mm. This type of behavior, abusing power or sexual acts, want to oh. be in control. Yep. Yeah, but see, I don't. Yeah, and not to say that I don't feel like you can be abused by your intimate partner or your marital your spouse but um yeah if we marry and i tell you i don't want to have sex and you force yourself on me we ain't married no more because the next day i'm about to move all my shit out that house and deuces because you're not gonna put your hands on me and i done told you don't put your hands on me 
Period. Point blank. Mm-hmm. You gonna have one time husband to sexually assault me. And then we not married no more. Do you think I'm about to sit here over the course of a marriage and let you continually sexual uh, sexually assault me? Hell no. But Bye. then you got to think again, Yoshi, like you all have stated, the power and control. Right. So um, some of the time that also means that that Domestic husband, violence. No, that husband also has ties with the money. And so therefore he's that he might be financially supporting mm-hmm. that wife. That wife loves that lifestyle. So she wants to stay. She's going to stay. She doesn't want to she, stay. She hates she, what's happening, yeah, but, but she she's going feels to stay trapped. Because she does not have any resources or anyone to turn to. Okay. Well, she got so to gotta put herself in a situation where right. she don't need. I'm, but, I'm speaking on me. Right. Where yeah. I have my own resources. So. Yeah, that right. would be me and my husband. Right. I'm out. But it is some women out there who are in these situations right. that we're speaking of. Yeah. And because they are not financially stable mm-hmm. or they don't have um anyone to turn to, right. they have to stay in that situation. Yeah. So that's a decision she has to make. Mm-hmm. She's going to put herself in a situation where she's going to allow this to continue to happen or she's going to prepare herself to uh get on up out of there. Right. Because, no, that can't go on. I don't care if I'm your wife or not. If I tell you, don't put your hands on me or that on me, in me, no. And there's a reason, especially if you're married, that it has to be a deeper, something has to be going on. Right. So if you you are raping me, then you probably beating me. You know what I'm saying? Power and control. Power and control. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So, um, this is a, a real tight show, y'all. This is um, it's a touchy topic. It's very it touchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is with um, it's I, I think in certain instances, rapes can be preventable, but then there are situations where they cannot be preventable. Like, I know a lot of times I will, um, come down River Drive. See these young white girls just kind of running by themselves, you know, small, petite young ladies, kind of late at night, you know, sun going down. And I'm thinking to myself, why is she out here by herself like this on River nothing. Drive running with these little behind shorts on? And like, everybody now, knows now, River now Drive. Now when the boogeyman come and snatch her up and take her behind the tree, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, baby. Hey. But even even these young girls we see in the news all the time. I forget the little young lady you told me about the other week at the college. Why y'all leaving these college campuses by yourself? You not in your city half the time. You leaving the campus by yourself. Well, Yoshi, go I with think a buddy. You don't. You not think when you. It, that's even with us. Even sometimes I go out and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do this real quick, and then I'm coming back. So, like, you, it has more to do with the person that's attacking you rather than us who we could be minding our business, going to the store real quick to get something, and next thing you know, we're snatched up. We're snatched up inside, outside of the um, grocery store or something like that. So, I know sometimes we have to be a little bit more aware of our surroundings. Sometimes, you know... You want to talk to everybody, but then maybe that person is trying to lure you over there so you yeah, can talk with you them. Have to but we just have aware. to you just have to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings, y'all. We have so many 
young ladies that are missing right now, mm-hmm. and especially with human trafficking in our state, has you know increased. It has increased to a, a all time high, and we just gotta be more. We have to teach our young women and our young men to be a little bit more aware of their surroundings and who they're talking to when um and, when they are friending and online meeting online. With. Yeah, I, I would and also say, I would say parents when you see something in your child that's not right, right, like the ones that are doing the trauma, doing the rapes. If you see something early detected in your child that's not right or normal, I mean, why like not? What, Jennifer? I mean, if you got a kid like continues to act out, mm-hmm. um, they're displaying some some behavior that's not normal. Um, if they've done something early on and like you taking just, all the clothes off the doll baby or something, I mean, what you? I saying? mean, it's 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 whatever. If it's something not right. Even if it just don't look if right. If they become more reserved, closed off, or like, no, because you have some kids that are just introverts. They don't, they don't talk. But if, but, but for me, I, I feel like if you feel like you got a problem inside and it's tormenting you to, 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 to gravitate you to do something that's not wrong, but it feels so good to you in the inside, mm-hmm. that's not normal. Mm-hmm. And you may want to tell somebody that. So you can get some help before it goes aw- along the way. And some of those things are not developed until they're older because they've been suppressing it for so long. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, my daughter likes um, serial killers and stuff. And like with Jeffrey Dahmer, he started this when he was young, you know, and his parents just kind of like, oh, it's just Jeffrey. Yeah. No, they didn't know Jeffrey, Jeffrey was outside him. killing animals and all kinds right. of stuff. And then I think sometimes because we are parents, we don't want anything. We are afraid to see what really is wrong with our child. So sometimes the parent has to come to grips with in terms with themselves to say, okay, I see that my child is doing A, B, C, and D. And to me, that's not normal. Right. Let's go. And as soon as they say therapy, everybody, I'm not crazy. I don't know what's going on. Normalize therapy normalize therapy like you would normalize going to the doctor it is the same thing well, you are they seeking, don't want to go to the doctor either well mm-hmm. and that is true they are seeking help for something but you cannot get help for something that you don't talk about but i i would say and that's why i say with this generation a lot of things are being shattered because what used to happen back in our time for mm-hmm. school i mean we had therapists but they weren't Therapy wasn't a big thing. So these things were not, they may have been identified, but they weren't classified or dealt with. So now we have this new group and we have this new therapy. And and of course, mental health is a a big deal now. Now we are more aware and we can detect these things earlier or early on. But the problem that we have now is my child doesn't have a problem. My child is nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be crazy if you think that. Or, well, he going to get a check. Oh, okay. What a check going to do? But you're going to get the check, but not, not, not give the help. Not get the child. help. Yeah. yeah. And then my... Um, did I step on toes just then? You, you probably did, did. But it's okay. And it's okay. Yep. Okay. And yeah. in my earlier years, that's what we witnessed because I can, can tell you some stories of how many parents have sat in my office and said, well, there's nothing wrong with him. 
Um, and we're just doing this so he can get back into school. And then when I complete the assessment and I talk with the child, I talk with the parent about what's going on. The parents, sometimes parents, it is you. You all do not want to admit that there is something going on with their child and you don't want anybody to see you coming to the private practice or wherever it is that you're supposed to get your help from. Get the help for the child because I guarantee if you do not get the help for your child, your child is going to continue to act out. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a uh, Gentry was in the, I was they had to say third grade. I'm not gonna say the little girl's name. The little girl, I'll just say it like this: it was it was four of them. She was bigger than Gentry, and can we stop saying names, please? That's my daughter. Uh, it don't matter. Don't say her name. She might not want her business out here. Go ahead, ma'am. Anyways, the little girl made some little remarks. And then she did a little want to touch. Mine is where She's like, wait, that's not going to happen. So she came home, told me what happened. So a little more in detail happened after Gentry came and told me everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Get to the school, come to find out. The little girl, well, this is stuff that I saw on my mom's and dad's computer. Oh, right. So mom and dad, oh, there's no way she would have done that. Oh, yes, the fuck it was because she knew exactly. Parents, you know what you're doing. Right. You, you, you know what you're doing. So stop. You're, so this is where the problem starts. Your denial. Mm-hmm. She's been exposed. Mm-hmm. So now she's going to work. She's going she's gonna to act off the exposure that she's seen. Now I'm a test driving on some other folks. That's what happens. And then then, then there we go. But the denial also goes with the taboo of even talking about it. So nobody wants to get put on front street that their child could have gotten this from the house. Just like nobody wants to talk about, well, Uncle Chester or Uncle Lester Put their hands on me. Oh no, 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 baby. Come in. Let me yeah. We we ain't gonna uh hey, let's talk about this in private. They don't maybe expose maybe you misunderstood the, the hug. Maybe you misunderstood the kiss. Or the lap sitting. Yeah. And I don't, no, I don't, let, let me tell you, no boy or girl has right. no business sitting on a grown right. man's lap. lap. That's correct. Zero. Right. Unacceptable. Um so these family members who sweep things under the rug, half the time they know who the uh molesters in the family are. Mm-hmm. And if they molested one, they molested five. Mm-hmm. And um it's coming out now. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all the yeah, the beans done spilt. Right. It so now that we finding out who the molesters are, we still trying to kinda Okay, well, we're going to keep that on the low low. We're going to keep that on because they still in the family. And so we don't want things to be awkward. So we're just not going to talk about it. Right. So basically now that the person has come forward to talk about it, you're still minimizing what they've been through because no one has still brought it to the forefront and said, look, this is what happened. And this is how we're going to but move forward with it. They protect the predator before they attack. Damn um, right, the, the child. The, the child. Damn I see right, it all the time. I see it all the time. 
And Damn there, right. So there's no way he or she could have done that. And I'm over but here about to fall apart into yes. a million a million pieces. And you tell me to pick myself up and, and dust it off. And right. it impacts you long term. Mm-hmm. And that's why people don't talk about it. Right. It's because you they already know that they're gonna protect the predator right. before they protect And me. that's why people right. don't report it. Even, you know, it takes years sometimes for people to, you know, come out and say what they say, but then they don't want to report it because now I got to relive everything that happened all over again. And it may, it might have been more than one time. It might have been with more than one predator. Like I'm not going to relive all of these, you know, moments Mm -hmm. or happenings, you know, just for the sake of clarity for you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes me just talking to you about it is just a release for me. Hey, right. I got off my chest. I said what I had to say. Y'all know what's going on now, and that's what it is. Right. So I remember when my situation, I've been sexually assaulted. Um, my first encounter, and I say first because it happened to me twice. Um, it happened to me when I was 11 years old, and it happened again. It happened to me at 11 years old, and the predator was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, is a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had brothers, but everybody in the neighborhood knew each other, right? Mm-hmm. We're all in the neighborhood. Everybody knows each other. Parents, no one expect, at least my mother, she would not have let me go if she thought that I wasn't going to be safe. Right. So she let me go to this friend house mm-hmm. and I had a crush on the younger brother. He was around my age, mm-hmm. um, like a year or two older than me. I never looked at this older boy. I mean, right. he was he was a brother to like, right. who, like he was just her brother. I never looked at him any kind of right. way. And I remember the moment as if it happened yesterday. And I sat back and I held this to myself for years. I didn't open up until I was in my 30s mm-hmm. about the situation. Now, did it break me? It didn't break me because I was I was still in shock that it happened. Right. Um, this is why I don't like to go swimming mm-hmm. because I had swimming lessons the next morning. Mm-hmm. I went to go spend the night because it was easier for me to spend the night with my best friend, take the bus to USC in the morning to go to our swimming lessons. It was a neighborhood. We went. Everybody in the neighborhood took, did on summer camp at USC. Mm-hmm. So I, my mom was like, okay. My mother knew something was strange because I never wanted, I didn't want to go outside, but she just didn't know what it was. I, one thing about it, I always uh, was attached to the hip, to my mother's hip. So that wasn't odd, but it was a little bit more frequent that I was attached to her hip. And I did not, I was so glad when we moved. That same year, I ended up moving from that neighborhood. That was the best release for me because it's like I left that old world back there. I'm mm-hmm. coming you to a new world. You didn't have to see that boy I ever didn't have again. to see him ever again. And that's like I started my life over. It's like right. a clean slate for me when I left from where I was living to where I moved to. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time this happened to me, I was in the eighth grade. And... Lord, I'm not going to tell this story, but it was crazy. Like, I can kind of, like, laugh at it now. And I know it's kind of hard to say laugh at it, 
But I sit back and I laugh at the type of person it is. And it's not like a ha 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 laugh. It's like, oh my God, like I can't believe I put myself in this situation because I should have known better. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations that we shouldn't have, that we shouldn't put ourselves into. And not saying that I deserve what happened to me, but I could have prevented it. I could have not gone because I already knew that it was no good. But why should you have felt like you had to prevent it? Because you should, the person who you were with should have been okay with you saying, I don't want to do that. He was fooled. Right. That's why I shouldn't have went. Because he was already right. cool. So, and I should have known not to go anywhere right. with him by myself because I already knew he had somewhat of a reputation, but not as big as it it grown to be. Right. Because, right. Uh, because it, <laughs> Lord Jesus, he was fool. Right. But that's why I said I should have never went. I kind of, so I'm more of the general. And I, I tossed in turn when we, brought this up and I think I put in our chat like I don't know if I would be able to speak on it and sometimes transparency and discernment and praying you know sometimes you can be a blessing to others um I'm the generational the family like the you know we sweep it under the rug Mm -hmm. we don't um tell anyone because our family name and our brand Mm -hmm. and um so a few folks in our my family knows what happened. That would be my mom and those who are deceased. And um, it was me and a cousin. I won't say the cousin name. So we were both assaulted. And we were saying years, some years, like from 9 to 12. And this was like a every other day, daily thing. And that's why I say this generational curse that we have, and it lingers. So when Yolanda was asking what are after effect or after effects of things, I'm 46 and I still live with that for a very long time. And I'm I go to therapy now to try to cope with that because it resurfaces after time. And you do live with guilt, you live with the shame. I feel tainted, I feel dirty at times. Um when I'm with the man, it's never enough because I'm searching for that completeness of just because the man that you love is the man that's supposed to keep you safe. Like everyone's supposed to love a certain end of the male in their family, like your brothers, your uncles, your cousins. This is my big brother or nothing, you know, but you lose that. And then over time, you try to look for that, to feel that. And then you search through that, through men and then you mm-hmm. just get disappointment after disappointment so that's where the shame and the hurt and the guilt mm-hmm. and you feel dirty and you feel used mm-hmm. so i i asked my therapist yesterday hey girl because i can't say her name do you think this is something i should talk about and she says i don't see why you wouldn't but you have to dig deep inside of you to share that and that could help you and for a long time, I think just without the exception, I think me and Yolanda talked about it in the past when we were younger. Mm-hmm. But you're young and you try to surpass that and mm-hmm. not think about it. I don't have time. I'm partying. I'm having the time of my life until life catches up with you. Mm-hmm. And then you are, you realize, and then it's like snippets of movies. 
smells. And then one day you just lose it. And then you just like, fuck. This is what happened. will stop you dead in your tracks. I have not seen him since I moved. He came home from prison a few years ago. And you know, I was scared. And I don't even know why I was scared. I hadn't seen him since 1989. Yeah. It don't matter. And I moved. And when I found out he went to prison, I don't know why he went to prison, but when I found out he went to prison, and then on Facebook, I saw that a sibling posted a picture, and I said, I'll be damned. Where am I, I going to go? What am I going to do? Didn't he look like the boogeyman? He looked like he looked like he has a lot of bodies on him. Yeah. He looked like it. He looks like he a predator. Like he would look like the boogeyman. And I said to myself, I got scared all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. I don't even know why, because he may not even remember. Oh, no, he remembers. Oh, he remember. Mm-hmm. He Honey, remember. they remember. Well, thank God mine is, I'm not going to say thank God. That's, well, should I? He's no, dead. one of mine is dead. He's and dead. thank God he's dead. Because I don't know what I would have done if he was alive. Like, I don't know. It's already impactful, the emotional mm-hmm. part. But if just imagine if he was alive. Like how how I don't know how my life would have turned out. I probably would have been a total mess. Mm-hmm. And it's like God knows. I think you would just would have tried to avoid him at all costs. Like I don't want to be in the room with him. Don't invite me. You know, if he gonna be there, I'm not gonna be there. Mm-hmm. But I, you just you you don't want to be. You, I mean, who wants to be around something like that? And I know, well, I'm not going to say that. I just noticed that after he passed. Now, this is one thing that family shouldn't do. After he passed, it was like, not even after. when the, Okay, so when he got caught up, when he got caught, he got caught because I didn't get caught doing anything because I'm a baby. I don't know what the hell you're doing. It was more of I was pacified and given everything that I could ever ask for. Luckily, I was one of those kids that I didn't let it, you know, I wasn't a brat about it. Um, it was done, things were done in moderation for me. I would ask in moderation. And then you kind of realize, oh, they're giving me this to pacify me so I don't say anything. And that I don't, you know, let me dangle this so you can forget about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And... As parents, we can't, you can't do that. You have to face the reality, talk to your kid, and don't let them forget what happened. Right. Talk through it. Mm-hmm. Right. When you acknowledge it, it, it would feel so much better if my family and mom and all would have acknowledged what happened right. instead of ignored sweeping it under and the sweeping it and just saying exactly what was said. We never speak of this again. Mm-hmm. We will never talk about this again. This is a bump in the road. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. And we'll then we never it. talk about it again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like it just never. But what pissed me off with, you know, disclosing things to my mom was like, well, why didn't you tell me? Because, of course, you know, I kind of told my mom like 20 years later. I mean, that's when I was able. That's when I got my voice. Mm hmm. Cause I couldn't, I was silenced, um, with the shame, of course. 
Um, I don't ever think I felt guilty because I knew I wasn't the cause of anything that happened. But she was like, so why didn't you say something? And, and aunts and, and different people have said, well, why didn't I say something? Because I didn't know how to say anything. So why was it y'all saw me growing up? So this tells me that y'all ain't being the adults here because why didn't y'all see it was a problem? Why did I have to say something? So now I'm feeling some kind of way that you talking to me like I was wrong for not saying something when I'm feeling some kind of way that you didn't see that right. there's a change in our little Yoshi. Right. She's not the same little girl. And yeah. they knew what type of person he was. Right. That's the kicker that's, right there. That's, that's the thing. Like with m- my cousin, you knew this happened. And then I know in our generation, we all, they all had. You know, family had well, to work. I mean, you, your your mom didn't know those. My mother people. didn't know, right? And it's, I think her Jen's was like one person, but yours was like a random person out in the street. Mm-hmm. Mine was, you know, in random people. One was in the home. You know what I'm saying? It was like, ugh. And was what was my saving grace is when my mom said, "Oh, we're moving." I was happy. It's like yeah. I don't have to tell her if I stayed in that neighborhood. I would have had to tell her. Mm-hmm. I I would have had to tell her. But because we moved, it's like she saved my life. Right. right. So I was so that's, thankful. That's God's grace, so, though. So yeah. thankful. But the after effects that it speaks volumes. Um. Yeah, like my mama asked me now. Um, and it's crazy. I sleep mm-hmm. on the edge of my bed. Um, I have a king size bed. I sleep on the edge of my bed. Always have. My mom's like, why don't you use the the whole bed? Why don't you sleep in the middle of the bed? I remember getting drugged out of my bed. And to keep from getting drugged completely out of my bed and hitting the floor so hard, I always slept on the edge of my bed. And I still sleep on the edge of my bed. And I don't even do it consciously right. anymore. I just do it. And these are the things that you don't even consciously do it. But but it's like I have built this wall because I am a I ain't even going to say I'm a victim of anything because now I am a soldier to this. Like ain't nobody going to ever victimize me ever again with nothing. Mm -hmm. I walk around with a whole motherfucking machete. In the car, y'all know Master Splinter say by my side yeah, all the time. I was time. gonna say, and you have your don't little, get oh, too close. Um, you want to run up on me and have a comment? Hey, hey, what you doing? Stay back. You're not gonna get in my personal space. I'm always on guard, even with my daughter. You go to people's house. You take your 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 uh. This is when she was little. You take your pajamas in the bathroom with you. Lock the door. Make sure you fully dressed before you come out and come on out of there. And it ain't but a select people you going to even spend the night with. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always been on pins and needles yeah. when it comes to my child and protecting her as well as protecting myself. So I may have gone a little overboard just because of the fact that, hell, nobody was looking out for me. So I'm going to be even more overprotective of my daughter, my nieces, you know, everybody. Because I don't want them to be overlooked mm-hmm. as I was. Right. And, yeah, 
You did the right thing mm. because how many people have been in your position and they have children and they still send their child off to places oh, and, and not yeah. give them instructions, instructions like how you, hey, go in the bathroom with your pajamas, lock the door behind you. Mm-hmm. Usually moms if, that do that with their girls, they've been like, we've been assaulted or we've right. been traumatized. But so. I don't think, I, I, I want people to be aware outside even if they have never had any trauma in their life, this is things that you should be telling your daughter yeah. anyway. But right. see, that's what they're, well, I say the new school now probably does. And boys. The old school is oblivious to that. But like the after, like she's saying, being on drug, and I think me and Yoshi talked about this once upon a time. Like I don't sleep. I have insomnia real bad because my assaults will happen at night while I was asleep. And so I don't sleep with like my lights off. Like I have a bedside light, bedside mm-hmm. table with the light. Mm-hmm. And I also have a hall light in my room because my room is like a suite. So I have a hallway. So those lights are always on. I hate to sleep alone because I don't sleep. I may get two or three hours. And if I sleep full, it's like I'm waking up gasping like, <gasps> and this has been like all my like life. Like you overslept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All my life. I don't. And if I, like when I was married, like. If he's in the bed, I wouldn't go to sleep until he got home. So if I'm alone, I'm not going to sleep. And then the guilt and the shame, of course I have that. I've always had that. So we talk about self-esteem for women. Yeah, I've grown to, okay, I look nice. But a lot of people ask, you know, I mean, yeah, bougie Brenda, but I always keep me together because that's me making myself accept that I am a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. And I, and looking beyond the shame in that so it's important for me to get my hair done every week because I have this in the back of my head that I'm not very pretty or I'm shame and tainted from this right so I I make it a point to do these things to always to always look good and it's not for a man or to attract a man it's for me because for so long, you know, I've always been teased. You're short, you got big old teeth, you got little feet. You know, those things, people don't understand that those things are added to what I already feel daily. So you should be cautious. Kids, like this bullying, like our bullying was different. Yeah. But you don't know what I was dealing with back right. then. So you're dealing with the, um. so these are the like polar opposites. So I'm, I would deal with the, because I was such a pretty little girl, I felt like I was the target. Like all these men keep trying to force themselves on me because I'm the pretty little girl in the family. So then I kind of looked at pretty as being the curse. Right. Now y'all know more than anybody, I never like wearing dresses. I always been the tomboy in the group. So I would play down my pretty yeah. because you don't want to be Right. I don't want I don't want to be the target of this anymore. So maybe if I Maybe tone that down. Maybe you'll look at somebody else. Isn't that crazy? Like, I would feel the reason why I was targeted because I was, now I'm thinking, I know now because I'm older. It's because I was younger and I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm young. and But then I felt in my teenage years, I felt I was just dumb and naive. And that's why you targeted me. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I, and I held it. And that's what makes, that's where the weak comes in. I'm weak. I'm weak because I allowed you to do this and I was naive and you thought I was stupid. And so that's why you did this to me. 
when I was young, I had real big breasts and I would always try to hide them because they were huge. And at a nine and 12, I had breasts. Mm -hmm. So I would always like, okay. Until like teenage years and after he's dead and gone, then, you know, you get in your teenage years, you're like, okay, all right. But yeah, I always thought I was, I was like, I was naive. I'm, I'm weak. This is why he prayed on me. And my cousin, because she's so soft-spoken, I feel like we've had these conversations. She feels the same way. And so then you get the opposites. We're, mm-hmm. we're total opposites. Like I'm verbal. I've come out of my shell. I came my shell early. She's still in her shell. Well, she's she's older now. I'm not going to say that because that might spin it off. They all know it's a, who I'm talking about. But now she's just coming out of her shell. Like, that's amazing to me. There's no time limit. There's, she, not, there's not a time limit on when you get to that level of I'm ready to shed this layer off of me. Right. And see where she's talking about where she felt like she was dumb or naive or the cousin that was um quiet and they felt like they were preyed upon. I felt like I was too nice and too accommodating. So then that that then turned me into being very mean and not accommodating to people. So then I turned into the little hellcat. Hell no. Get out my face. I ain't doing nothing. So now not only am I minimizing the pretty, but now I'm mean and I'm kind of like, kind of, every time you come for me. So now that pushes them away. Oh, she not sweet little Yoshi, no sweet pretty little Yoshi no more. She mean, hateful little Yoshi. So that pushed some of that away from me and it worked. You know what I'm saying? And now as I'm older, I can be mean to men. Yeah. Cause I'm mad now right. at this point. I'm I, I've been victimized, so I mean the dudes now. Get out my face. What you want? Cause I'm thinking, what do you want from me? You know what I'm saying? I think every man at this point, they just want something from you. I feel like every man at this point has an agenda. Even now, no one genuinely wants to be with me. What do you want from me? Tell me what you want from me and get out my face. Because you don't just want to be with me, okay? You didn't just walk up to me and say, oh, what a sweet young lady. Because I walk around with my whole mean mug. I'm New York City all day on my face. What you want? You don't want to just walk up and talk to me. What do you want? Cut through it. But you, if you're a, um, a predator now, a rapist, you got to be one of the stupidest motherfuckers I ever <laughs> seen in my life because it is so much out here. They giving it, it away. They tell, they, wait a minute. If you do it now, like back in the day, if you did, committed a crime or if you did something, it Ain't took no, a long right. time. No me, no social media, no um, DNA. Right. All of this stuff was non-existent, right? right. So now... We're in this new generation. Right. And you do something and in an hour, they picking your ass up. That's right. I just don't understand it. Like, that's the, you, this the stupidest move that you could ever make. Kids are so open now. Like, they so woke. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Well, they so woke. They still say woke. They so woke. They come back. Yeah. And, and they broadcast it. 
Some of them, not all of them, but they broadcast it. But then now they're doing it different. They're they're doing the trafficking now. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're drugging them up. They're getting them to where they're incapacitated right. to where they can't. Right. Taking their phones, incapacitating them. So now, you know what I'm saying? They have them at their disposal to do what they want to do. And then they just throw them to the side like a piece of garbage and then go find another one. Mm-hmm. And to me... I mean, that's just a, that ain't even a man. That's an animal. Yeah. To totally disregard a human being's life and toss them like a piece of trash. You are an animal. Yes, sir. If you are abusing, sexually abusing, assaulting, uh, victimizing, or being violent with a child or a woman. Yes, you're an animal. Mm-hmm. Period. Babies. Point blank. And it is nothing. To, nothing good comes right. from that. And I don't feel like there's even a treatment for it if that's in you to do it. I just feel like you'll always be. You need to detect that early. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a therapist, but I just feel like something in this child, this man's or woman that that do things like this, it has to be something in your childhood to present this behavior. Sometimes um, you can hide it. Sometimes you can't, Jennifer. I mean, so sometimes it's some, just suppressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is suppressed until they are until you get older, and then things start to come out. Just like um, if it's given a diagnosis, some diagnoses aren't given until like the age of eighteen and over. Because, but like you said, it is some things that you have to look at, but you have to be aware of it yourself right. and say, well, oh, well, he or she is just quiet or, oh, he or she is just acting out. And, but you have to really detect it now, now that we have the internet, because back then internet was just introduced to us, like, like the late eighties, I think. So now mm-hmm. that we have the internet, now parents are going on and saying, okay, these, this is what my child is doing and okay. try to, you know, self-diagnose their child. And once again, we have to come with the heart to heart to say, okay, um, I, you know, I'm going to stay in denial or I have to get my child some help. That's true. So you have to, if you see it in your children, get that help. Right. But it's not an overnight process of healing. No, it's, it's not. Um, you, you definitely, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's 46 and right. 65 over to the left. But I'm proud of you, Jennifer, for oh. taking that step and mm-hmm. going to therapy. I'm proud of you, Yolanda, for taking a stand and always being an advocate for others mm-hmm. um, and, and saying, this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's never too late. I remember... Um, when I was going through my classes for trauma-focused um, cognitive behavior therapy, it was a woman that was 74 years old, finally stated that somebody had assaulted her at 74. Mm-hmm. And she went through the therapy. Mm-hmm. And it helped her at 74 years of age. Y'all want to know why I was so mean when I was growing up and things of that nature? Because somebody assaulted me. And somebody told me that I was ugly and I was never going to have a boyfriend. And I should let them touch you because that's the only time somebody was going to touch me. So guess what? Where I was this confident, Sue, all that changed. And my parents saw it. And you know what? I, 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 that's why I believe in school guidance counselors, the ones that really help you. I believe in therapy. Hell, 
That's why I went into the field that I went into. So I could help other individuals, especially young ladies, build their self-esteem, let them know that they are beautiful, that they are important. So what? They look a little different. Hell, at that time, big lips wasn't in. Now look at how all these people spending hundreds and thousands of Take dollars that look to just get, like look just like mine. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was ugly suit, cheek fillers, everything, everything. So it was because I was assaulted. But the nerve of him to even say, mm-hmm. but that's say. but that was his him justifying what he was doing. And every time I go home, you know, sometimes I see the individual, sometimes I don't. But when I see the individual, it's different when you see the person. And and that's why, Vaughn, when you were talking, I was thinking about that. Because you see that person, you see that person face to face. And you know what I do now? I smile out of my smirk. You want to know why? Because I won. Look mm. at me now. Look at me now. That's Look right. at that's me right. now. And whatever you was doing to people, you can't, you couldn't do it anymore. It's amazing that us four ladies um, have our own different experiences of trauma that we have experienced. Mm-hmm. And look at us. Right. We are, we have achieved in our own right. Mm-hmm. We have conquered. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if we still battle some things, mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. it's a mind over matter and we're taking the steps to help us. Mm-hmm. And so I applaud each and every one of you all for acknowledging not holding it holding it in talking about it at whatever age it was that it happened to you Mm -hmm. some things happened to us as an adult Mm -hmm. some things happened to us as children so I really do applaud each and every one of you and and our listeners Mm -hmm. don't take this lightly right Mm -hmm. know that if you felt at any point in in your relationships or in a situation that it wasn't right, it wasn't right. right. Don't second guess yourself. Don't make excuses for the other person. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. You are more than. Right. Let don't let anyone tell you that you are less than. Right. Okay. You are, as Yoshi would say, I'm not a victim. I'm a soldier. Right. That's right. I own this. I mm-hmm. am a conqueror. That's and right. that's that's where we need to. That's in our minds. We have the daily affirmations. Right. We got to speak these things to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And we have to believe. Yeah. Yeah. We have Every to believe day. what we say. Right. Yeah. And, and, and take it and, and run with it. it. Like yes. I said, I, I don't sleep. I, I said this several. I said this on a few of our shows. I was up because I don't sleep. Um, And I heard a lady say, we always say we love our parents or I love you mm-hmm. before you get off the phone. But do you ever take a minute to look yourself in the mirror and say, I, I love, love you. And say you love yourself. I love you, Jennifer. Say it by name. Yep. And for a moment, it, it scared the shit out of me. Like, oh, God, I feel some type of way right. doing this. Like, oh, God. But then the more you say it, the more you the more you do things, the more it comes to life. And so the more that I do this the more that I love myself more. Because mm-hmm. it's been a it's it's been sometimes that I didn't. Even when having kids, Lord, I don't need no little girl. Now I got two of them. I, I don't need that. But I just think the things that you do for yourself, even just like therapy, mm-hmm. going to therapy shows that you love yourself. Right. Yep. Even though I choose not to go to therapy, that doesn't mean that I don't love myself. Right, right. But because I am choosing to deal with my things on my own, that shows me. Um, you know, I have my way of dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to though. I had to because I felt defeated. Like 
something. It was something. Um, Within you? In, it was something mm-hmm. like I, I wasn't happy. I was fighting. I was tormenting with myself. Right. It Like I wasn't getting what I needed from me. And then I got these little girls, and I definitely had to be right for them. So... Right. And I, y'all, I am a big advocate of therapy, not because I am a licensed therapist. It's because I know it works because I was a victim and I, it was so much that I went through going um, into my childhood and my teenage years that I relied on that person, that therapist, the person I talked to. I knew I had you all, but it was just some other things that I had I to. Sh- yeah, I couldn't share. Every- yeah, I mean, I, I sure, share. I told you what happened, but, but yeah. With this, when you go to therapy, you have that other person that you can share these things with and they will help you find the solution. If it's a good therapist mm-hmm. and if it's a pair therapist that is a right fit for you. Right. And never give up. Every yeah. therapist is not for you. Yeah, that's right. You Just because to. that one therapist mm-hmm. did not make a breakthrough with you, keep searching. Right. Keep looking for mm-hmm. the therapist that's going to help you. Right. Don't give up. Right. Yeah, that, don't. And do the work. And do, your do the work. And like, work. you know, like I said with me, I have not gone to therapy, but I do my own self-therapy. Like I research things. I do my mm-hmm. own self-therapy with myself until i am actually ready, ready to go and yeah. speak with someone so you can do self-therapy and i yes, always mess with yoshi about that time we almost had her like she was going that she was going gave her <laughs> gave her the number and all but she was going but it's when it's your time i just you're feel ready. like we are all dealt a set of cards in right. life and it just so happens that these four ladies were dealt a set of cards and each one of us has the card of being violated So, it's all in how you play your card, how successful you will be in life, Mm -hmm. and I know how I'm gonna play mine. Yeah, I'm gonna fight. Vaughn gonna play hers a little different. Sue gonna play hers a little different. Mm -hmm. Jen gonna play hers a little different. But we don't sit there and accept the card that's given to us. We throwing that bitch back in the deck, and. We're going to deal with it the best way we feel. We're not accepting it. Right. I, I think with Yoshi, what, and I'm not saying this is why she does not have therapy, but you speak about this so much. Right. That's you therapeutic talk, to yes, me. It's therapeutic to you. You're an advocate. You right. go out there and you, and you talk to the masses right. about mm-hmm. sexual trauma mm-hmm. and violence. You know, violence. And that's because she's found, like she said, she's found her, voice. found her voice. Right. Now, mm-hmm. so you got to think for someone who, for, for me, it was, we never talk about this again. We're going to close this off and, and you're not going to speak of it. Right. So I, I was in a time when you say, you know, you, you go to therapy. It was a time that I was tearing myself up inside and I don't understand why. And it's like, I'm fighting. And, and now that when I pray, I say, I'm fighting for myself. I fight for myself. I put the dukes up because I want to be, you know, I'm happy and jolly and big personality all the time, but it's called the, um, Robin Williams syndrome, mm-hmm. the happiest persons mm-hmm. are the da- most damaged persons in the inside. And I was damaged and I didn't want to, I didn't want, I don't want to be damaged. Check on your strong friends. Yeah. Check yeah. on the ones that's always happy. Mm-hmm. The ones that's always that look like they got life yeah. put together. together. Check mm-hmm. on them. Them right. the ones that's you never know. Yep. You never and know. And so I had to fight 
like I'm and I'm still fighting. I'm crawling out of this. Like I feel a little bit better because I know y'all remember a couple of years back. I wasn't right. My mind wasn't right. My thoughts weren't right. My thought process wasn't right. I just was doing, you know, just some erratic shit. And sometimes you crawl up and then you slide back down a little. And then you crawl back up and you almost see the light. And then you slide down a little. I mean, it is a whole process. And I think it's going to be, I might be 85 years old at at the Golden Girls house. And I will still be around here like, you 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 gotta understand in nursing i've seen this i've seen elderly women elderly men have flashbacks from when they were younger mm-hmm. of right. being abused mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah. so that's when it's really gonna hit home and i'm afraid of that that's what i don't want to happen mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right. so but i mean how can we prevent it right. you know what i'm saying but that is just you know that's something I'm going to have to deal with when it arises. So mothers of daughters and sons. Yes. Be Watch who you bringing around your, your kids. kids. Right. You meet a man. Don't, don't, don't bring, don't bring yeah. every dude home that you dating. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's say mother and fathers. Of right. Children. Mothers and fathers. Single fathers out there women are, raising young girls. Yeah, women are, raising young boys. Yeah, yeah. women yeah. are uh, molesting little boys too. So, you know, you don't have to bring every woman or man around your child. Mm-hmm. Watch who you leaving your kids with. Right. Who's, who's the daddy over there? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Uncles, brothers, cousins, all of those. If y'all been married. To, I'm going to tell you, when Gentry was born, even with her dad, I'm a, that's how fucked up I was. I can say that. Her dad one day, I, I, I think Gentry was two. And I didn't even realize what he was doing. I think he right now was... he. I think he will remember this. He changed her. We were doing potty training. And you know, sometimes when you wipe the little tissue, you you know, when they wipe, yeah, leave a little tissue. And she came out the bathroom running. Now I didn't see no tissue. I just seen him stop her. And he was trying to go up in there to get the tissue. And I went the fuck off. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm just getting the tissue. Right. Now this is her dad. I done laid with this man. I done been with this man. We married. And I went off. And that's that's what I'm saying. You have to be on. I'm on guard all the time with mine. He and I knew and I and it's not that I I know that he wouldn't do that. It's just because I've been through something. Right. right? And so mm-hmm. when I saw that, I lost it. And he said, "Slow down." He says she has a piece of tissue. I was just trying to get the tissue out of her, Jennifer. That's all. Right. Calm down. Yeah, you better tell me something. <laughs> you better tell me something because somebody come flying down these steps in a minute. <laughs> I'm finna kill you. But because I've been through something and that's, you know. Yeah. But I so mean, you got some things you want to share with yeah, us. Yeah. Um, as a therapist, when people are looking for therapy, especially if you've been assaulted, um, there is some type of um th- treatment that you can do in order to help you get through your sexual assault. So one of them is um, psychodynamic psychotherapy. And that is usually when you go in and talk to the therapist and talk about certain things that have happened um, and issues that are related to the sexual assault. But the one that I really like to do um, with people that have been sexually assaulted is trauma-focused Cognitive mm-hmm. Behavioral Therapy, and they we call it TFCBT. This is the best therapy method that I have used, especially with young adults and adolescents, 
so they can have their own narrative. They create their own narrative so that they can tell the story without it having um, a lot of triggers. So it helps you minimize your triggers. So if you want to remember that, it's um, trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy. Also, there's a new therapy, and I am looking into becoming certified. And this is the eye movement, desensitization, mm -hmm. and reprocessing therapy. And you all, um, I help one of my line sisters with a group, a sexual assault group, um, twice a month. And uh, one of the people disclosed that she is doing this type of therapy. And I'm telling you, when I looked it up, I was just amazed on how it the success rate I've, of the therapy i've done is that um mm -hmm. it is um i'll speak on that one um it gives you it they take you to that place right. like in that setting mm -hmm. it's amazing and we talk about the smells we talk about what you yep. see but before you start we have to find a safe place for you to go back. So where she would ask me, like, where is your safe place? Where right. you and, and when you get to that point where you can't take it, she said, take it down. Let's get to the safe place. And I love it. I love it because I'm that glad is like that the, therapy. Yeah. I that, have to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. That is the addition to cognitive behavioral therapy because they all you always identify a safe place. And I don't know if y'all notice when I do my stories when I'm walking, I always mm -hmm. go to the pond. Mm -hmm. And what do I put up there? My safe place. Because that's my safe place. Anything with water, that's my safe place. And so I see that that's an additional to the um, trauma-focused therapy. Mm -hmm. And I said, I love it. Yeah. Because it's teaching you how to come out of take that. it down. Yeah. And I love that they're doing that. Yeah. So I am looking into becoming um, certified in that. Also, I am because I want to. But what's the Bible that. scripture about casting something out into the sea? See your forgiveness. Cast all your Cast, cares yes. into the sea of forgiveness. Per, I want to say it's Peter 5 or 7. I don't, yeah. I don't. But it's just almost like yeah. when you can cast something out mm -hmm. into the water, it's yep. like you've kind of given it to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you've released it. Yes. And that's exactly what I feel like when I go to like the oceans or we go mm -hmm. to the beach or something like y'all. Y'all. That's mm -hmm. why I'm in my zone. See, that's why we, I that's why we love zone. them islands. Yes. That's why <laughs> I'm in my place zone. Was, um, I've always said anybody that can like when my when I would be real sick, my mom and my grandmother, like I would lay on them and it would always feel better. Like when they touch me mm -hmm. and that would always be my safe place. Like my mm -hmm. grandmother, I would lay with her and um, I can remember her just rubbing my hair or rubbing my forehead or like mm -hmm. my mom. Um, I would lay on her. And so that would always be my safe place. Um, so that would bring me back out of um Whatever I was going through. Has your therapist told you to think about that time? Yeah. To get past your... All right. Good job, therapist. I love yes, it. Yes, I do. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So also, um, just the 1-800 number for the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. You all, um, anywhere in the United States, we have what is called United Way. And that United Way number, if you dial 211 anywhere in the United States, they will give you a plethora of resources um, for you if you need anything. But right now we're talking about sexual assault. So if you can go online now and just put in um, help for sexual assault, it will be there. Hey, you can even contact one of us. 
And if we can't help you, we will find the resources we for you. We will find right, the guys? resource. Yes. Oh, and if you're young, your school. Yes. Your school districts. They have that. Um, I know here in South Carolina, they have that family intervention. The, um, only Richland. Only Richland, Richland got that? Has that. Okay. And well, I go think to your school. it is phenomenal. Yeah, it is. And I think other districts and surrounding districts need to adopt the same thing that Richland um, 2 has. So shout out to Richland 2 for being the premier. Oh. district oh yeah they yes. do that spring so, valley baby yeah but um anything anytime any sexual uh, any sexual assault um in any sexual assault um programs programs anything online that you can think of you all just please seek that help seek yes that there help. is help out there okay. yes and me being a advocate and activist and soldier sexual violence please make sure you like my facebook page it's called stop and it's at simone's law and it is on facebook so please make sure you like that page um you know i don't post much on it but anytime i see something that could be a blessing to you know a trauma victim or a trauma survivor i'll say because i feel like once you've survived it you're no longer a victim to it um again that stop at simone's law on facebook.com please make sure you like and you know go through the old post and if anything moves you or you know you want to like it or whatever please do i'm gonna say this and i think y'all would agree y'all would agree we should dedicate this show to the young ladies that did not like during their trauma they may have committed suicide or have passed yes because that happens quite often yes. um or that have um died in result of some type of rape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i i think we should yes. dedicate the show to them i'm gonna tell y'all how strong this is we we got a whole big bowl of now and laters and we probably done with it <laughs> Of these now ladies and we so if here. y'all heard us smacking did we trying to keep that's it together what we was, yeah <laughs> trying to keep it together because it's been some Jen, tears look jen was crying and i was eating that ladies <laughs> <laughs> just trying to hold it, it together. together but yeah shout out to the, the women that go through this and to the moms of girls lord the fallen soldiers that didn't make it yeah you this this show alone. is this they show is dedicated girls. to yeah. you baby yes mm-hmm. because you didn't ask for what happened to you but it happened right. oh, and it was so unfortunate it was so unfortunate one of them that, that gets me Zada. well i don't know if we can say that no we don't go there if you have any questions <laughs> and you would like for us to and you want to reach out to us we have a uh, email address that is the very necessary podcast at gmail.com very is spelled v-a-r-y hit us up uh, one of us will be in contact if you want to remain anonymous we will uh, respect your privacy to re- so you can remain anonymous and um just just let us know you're not in this alone we are in this together because yeah. we are sisters we're not sisters by blood i don't have to know you to say you're my sister right because we have shared experiences you're my sister and i want to help you mm-hmm. amen yes. indeed all right, all right so we take, take us, us home. Out. Yes, you all. So when I say this, I mean this. Do something positive for your physical, mental, social, emotional, and financial health.
Thank you.